Father, we love you. We thank you for what you've done for us, Father. We thank you for taking us out of darkness, Lord, into your light. Thank you, Father, for your amazing forgiveness and mercy upon us. For, Father, you see how many times we we go our own way and we take the wrong path, Lord, and yet you're so gracious, so merciful and so loving, Father. You still stay with us and you bring us back and you put us on the right path. But what's even more, what more amazing, God, you strengthen us and get us ready for the next battle. And Father, it's through that persistence and that endurance and and all these trials and everything that we do, Father, that you produce more strength and more faith in all of us, Lord. So, Father, we do thank you today, Lord. Thank you for looking down upon us. We are not worthy to be saved, Lord. And yet, you loved us that much. You gave your Son that we could partake in the blessing of having communion with you like this, but, Father, much more, having communion with thy spirit that's inside us every day, forever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. One of the most amazing things about the Bible is that that we, we, we talk about being saved today. And we all know that being saved, if you're not saved, you won't get to heaven. That's the scriptural thing. So no matter what anyone says to me, we're not going to get to heaven unless we follow the commands of our God. It is is quite simple. Now in the Old Testament, he never talked about people to be saved. He never said, I've come to save the lost. He came to make a nation. He made this nation so that people in the world will see That God is the God of salvation. And salvation, that God would save them from all their enemies. Save them, make them a nation that people would say, how come you're so blessed? And that world would say, and they would be able to tell them, because this is the only one true God. And all the things that he taught those Israelites from there, all the rules and regulations were just to show the world. They were a chosen people of the maker of the world. And of course, man in his flesh didn't want to agree with all of that, so he went his own way, made his own rules. We lived by that many rules, they couldn't live by them. You got that? That's quite simple. That's Mark's look at it. When I kept looking at how many rules are written... You just have to read the rules every day. By the time you finish reading the rules, you wouldn't get up. So, you know, it was amazing what they had to do. So that's why God brought Jesus. That's why he brought salvation to his nation. That's why he made this one man and filled him with all the things of him. The fullness of God was put in this one man created by the Spirit to get this world out of evil and give them a hope that this is not just life. we got life forever. This is a small part of our life. And whatever you have in here, whatever clothes, whatever house, is just going to go. So stop worrying about it. Yes, go to work. Earn your money. Get your mortgage paid. Get yourself a house. But that can't be the primary reason we're here. If it is... We're, it, we, the Bible says go eat and, and be merry. 
In other words, just go and please yourself what you do. Because if that's all you think it is, that's all you're going to get. But we've got to understand that. You know, I say this so many times. Just look around. Just look at the sky. Just look at the planets. Just look at the stars. Look at the whole universe. There's no one else living. And people say, oh, well, you don't know that, Martin. I said, well, you have. Well, we know nobody else is living so far. And yet we've gone miles and miles. We've seen miles. There's new planets. There's new everything. We can't even find the end of the universe. And then we look upon this earth, how everything works together. Incredible. The sky, the sun, the rain, the winds, everything. The, 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 the bugs, the, the little tiny bugs all eat, been eaten by something else and eaten by something else. And, and, you know, and then we, we eat all the big bugs, don't we? The cows and the sheep and everything else. So you know what I mean? We, everything just to give us life. Our bodies, amazing, amazing things. Eats all those things that God has given us to eat, takes it out, gets rid of the rubbish and keeps the good stuff for us. Amazing life. Don't tell me this is for nothing. I can't, my mind cannot cannot believe that. But we've got to realise what are we here for. We're here to make our salvation sure. Amen? Sure. That it's not some flimsy little, little story. We've got to make it sure. And the more we, the more we make it sure, <laughs> the more sure we are of this is real. Like, we're going out of a Wednesday night. Is it easy? Is it easy? Do you go home totally elated or do you go home tired? Elated, and what happens when the elation goes? Really tired. Because we've been into a spiritual battle. And people don't understand that. It's like, you know, you know like when, when, when we've preached, you know, great afterwards, one hour later. It's because we have let God use the whole being of us to be able to teach and preach. And it's amazing what God was doing. But what is salvation? It's a part. Mm, good answer. The pulling, the pulling out. The pulling out. Something, but the pulling out. Come on, have a go. Just doesn't matter what we say, does it? Saving your spirit. Saving your spirit. Have a guess, Josh. Anything you like. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Okay, think of the word saved. Think of the word saved, like, you know, saved. You know, if, if, if somebody's drowning, what do they shout? Help, save me. People in a fire, help, save me. It's quite amazing, isn't it? So we understand that when people are in trouble, they need saving. It's quite simple in one respect, isn't it? Well, salvation actually means deliverance. Preservation. That's what salvation means from the Bible. And it doesn't matter whether it's material or Spiritual, it's all the same. A temporal deliverance from danger. Okay? People say, well, what's dangerous, Mark? Evil is dangerous. Evil is dangerous. You never know what an evil person's going to do to you. You don't know. Some of these people, look what they do. 
Just kill people, stab people today, run them over. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to do, bomb people. Bomb innocent people to get some sort of religious statement made. <coughs> Amen? Amen? So we know all these things, things are wrong. And don't tell me it's just one certain load of people. It's everyone. When there's evil in a person, where they say they're a Christian or whatever it is, <coughs> when there's evil in a person, badness will come. However you want, want to look at it. So we know that that this, this salvation can be can be human salvation, can't it? You know that you know that we, we were stuck somewhere. You'd, 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 we'd cry out to God, you know, God help me, save me, get me out of this. You know, whatever it is. So we're asking Him, even in our temporal world, to save us from some of the things that are going on. You, we, we pay, pray for protection on our family. Why? Because we know this world. He's going to do, if we don't stand up for ourselves, somebody's going to punish us. Amen? Amen. Wars and wars and rumours of wars, it's all over the place. We never know what's going to happen next. Look how many times that somebody's killed today. We've got more murders in this country now than we've ever had. And we're supposed to be getting better. The only thing that's getting better is what people say they think it's getting better. But when we look, this world's not getting better. It's getting worse. It's so mixed up, so confused, so divided in every aspect of life. We need salvation. It is, it is so simple. And so that, because we, need that, we need that human flesh saving first because... If, if we get killed, we're no good to anyone. So we need this flesh to be kept safe. So we want deliverance. We want preservation. We want preservation from all this stuff that's around us. And we want to be delivered out of situations that we get ourselves into. <laughs> you know? I mean, even the simple stuff, some of the, some of the work situations we're getting, they're not our fault. But we get absolutely worked up or miserable about them. All of us, not just a couple, all of us, we don't like it sometimes what goes on. Amen? And if you're in politics, well, you're in the pits. Yeah. They are. I'm not, I'm not, this is not being derogatory to them. They're in the pits. They can't stand up for anything anymore. Except when they don't get their own way. It's amazing. It's amazing. They're supposed to be there representing the country. Our local politicians are supposed to be representing their ward who voted them in. And they've got that many other things that are coming around. It's very difficult to look do those things anymore. It's amazing. And, and, and if you ask, ask the government how many Christians there are in the government. 5%. And please, Lord, help me. How many of those are truly saved and filled with your spirit? Help them, Father, we pray. But it is. And it's, and it's also this, this, this incredible spiritual and e- eternal deliverance that God wants for us. He wants us to get out of this fleshly stuff now and say, what about your spirit? What about your soul? You know, we've got to get your soul out of this mess as well. You can't start thinking of all these incredible rubbish and everything. I'll get your mind so mixed up that your soul isn't 
at peace. So when we know we're not at peace, guess what? We still need delivering from that. It's quite fascinating because that's where our peace comes in our soul. And when we get that joy, it makes us the whole body feel good, doesn't it? Yeah? But it's like going into the presence of God. We, it, it all goes away. We're worshipping or we're praying and we feel the presence of God. You, 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 you're not thinking of bad things. It's quite amazing. This is only a taste of what it's going to be like. And, you know, and we, can, we can eat of this daily if we would only put the effort. But isn't it incredible that, you know, even in this little church, you've got more truths in this little church than most people will ever have in their life now. And and I know that you don't realise that, Louise, but this is amazing. The more, even this wedding we've been to, I sat on a table with five people from, from a church that everyone will know, and I won't mention it, in London. And I sat with five people that were on their ministry team and we did not speak, they did not speak about God once in three hours. Well, that's my life, so I'm, you know, and because they weren't speaking, I had to, you know, make some spiritual, scriptural references every other sentence, praise God. And so it just shows us, and they don't understand. That neither is a salvation in any other. For there is none other, no other name under heaven given among men where, whereby we must be saved. And people don't preach Jesus anymore. We have a local big church that we had one of their ministers who turned around and said, we can't preach Jesus anymore, the people don't like it. Oh, I know. Don't bl- Honestly, it's a, this is all amazing stuff. Guess what? They need salvation. And they don't see that because they think, we're okay. That's a bubble. I am not okay. Even Paul said, even Paul turned around and said, I have not yet attained. I'm I'm still going. I have not yet attained to what God wants us. And yet we look at Paul and say, what an incredible Man of God, what an incredible apostle he was. And he said, I have not yet attained, but I push forward to the high calling of God. So it's that push, it's that persistence that we talked about this morning. And of course, what we've got to do is continually confess our salvation. That we're saved. That is the difference about us. We're not just going to church, because lots of people go to church, but we're going to church to confess. We're going out to people to confess that we are born again, Jesus' name baptised, filled with the Spirit, repentant people trying to do good works to show that God is real. And it's quite, it's quite incredible. For, the, for Romans 10, 10, 11, for for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, the right things of God. And with the mouth confesses, confession is made unto salvation. I, I, I'm not in this world. Yeah, I make mistakes. But God isn't, isn't a God that doesn't forgive mistakes. I don't know anyone who has not made a mistake. Including 
Psalm 37, 37. Mark the perfect man. It's incredible. We all make mistakes. We all fail in something. It's, this is salvation. We get delivered from failure all the time. Because God says, it's okay. Just come unto me. Cast your burdens. Cast, cast whatever it is you, you're troubled about. Cast whatever it is you think you can't do upon me. Let me help you. Isn't it incredible? This is salvation. And you know when we, when we think we're not doing good and everything else, that's not of God. If we know we're not doing good, change and do good. It's so simple. If we know we're not, we're not witnessing, come on, you can witness to anyone. This is not some big deal. It's, hello, how are you? How are you doing? It's a conversation that you have every day. We get all bent out of shape. Don't forget that pressure is not of God. He's as one of freedom. To be able to speak this salvation to wherever we go. And you know, and there's, there's, there's amazing, there's, there's amazing um, scriptures here. The next one to that is, for the scripture says, Whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. We shouldn't be ashamed of being Christians. We're the, we will be the most persecuted people in this country. I promise you. But it's okay. Do you know what he said? Rejoice <laughs> and be exceedingly glad that we're persecuted. For they did that to all the prophets and Jesus Christ that went before you. Amen. And you know, that's that incredible feeling that I get. I'm okay. They hate me. Hallelujah. Praise God. For they hated Jesus. Isn't it fascinating? These are these things. This is a deliverance. It's part of our salvation experience to get out of that mindset. Put your minds on the heavenly things. You know, you want to be really blessed? Get out on the street and preach on the streets. Tell everyone, come on, there's a tub here, come and get baptized. We've done it. Nobody came, but we did it. We had to go. We've done all these things, but it's not that. It's it's. The trial and error of everything we do. Anyone picked a recipe up and failed with it? <laughs> Anyone? <Yeah. laughs> it, honestly, it's, how many people have succeeded in everything they've done? Once, poor Andrew, pray for her. She needs deliverance. You know what I mean? We, we, we do. It's, it's, we, it's okay. This is, we've got to get delivered from all these, these, these things that we think in our heads. We need to do that. This is the salvation number. If it's flesh, he wants to deliver you from it. If it's spiritual, he wants to deliver you from it. Then what does he want to do? He wants to preserve you. And when we're doing those things, it can preserve you. If you haven't got a lid on the jar of jam, what happens to it? It's moldy. It just crystallizes and molds and everything else, you know. Well, that's what he wants to do. He wants to fill you with all this and seal you with the Holy Spirit of promise. 
So it's only you that can take the lid off to make it mouldy and not, not keep with Jesus. So it's that wonderful picture of being oh, just in, you know, wrapped in a cocoon and, in, 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 and with, with Jesus. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lovely picture just to tell us that. That's what God wants to do. He wants to fill you daily. And for therefore, if we do that, the gospel is the salvation of Christ. That's what brings our deliverance. There's no other way of being saved than, than believing in Jesus Christ. You can say, I believe in God. Well, that, you better say, well, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he is our saviour. That, you see, the word faith in the New Testament comes from the Greek pistis, which means, which means believing that Jesus Christ is our saviour. It's not just about believing in God, it's believing in that one specific thing. God made him specifically for our salvation. Made him to live and die and suffer just for our salvation. To get us out of this mindset of everything else. We've got to work. I'm getting to the end of my work life. Hallelujah. But not the end of the gospel work life. Because that is our, that's my job. I love my job. And I've, I've been saying to Ben, Ben, I'm going to be leaving you on your own more and more. I'm not going to be able to help you. You've got to, all the things I've taught you, you've got to put into practice now. Because I'm not going to be so involved. I said, because I want to go out in the daytime and do this now as well. But I can't do everything. My wife tells me, I think I can, you see, praise the Lord. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. But it's not that easy. It is actually just getting a life that we can, we can live with Jesus Christ and be happy with ourselves as well. That's so important. That you, that you be happy with yourself and you love yourself. You know, and when you do feel ashamed and feel guilty for not doing anything, well, we've got to help you to get out of that. We've got to deliver you out of that because it will be a barrier for the rest of your life. Can you see that? It will do. You know, and it's the simple stuff. Hallelujah. You know, it's just, you know what I mean? Just getting this flesh out the way. You know, you've got to get it out of the way. You know, you've got to get, you know what I mean? You've got to get this flesh out the way. It's, you know, just be, be you know, you just, it's, it, it's, a, it, it's a barrier, isn't it? You know, and my wife says to me, Mark, not everyone's like you. You know, and I said, well, you used to say, thank God they're not, Linda. <laughs> you know, and he said, but I know, sweetheart, but why does the Bible say that God will transform us? Why did he say that, that you know, that, that we can do all things in Christ? Why did he say that nothing's impossible for God? Why did he say God's never changing? Why did he say the word never changes? Why did he say all his promises are amen and amen? Because if all that's true, what can we do? Amazing. But what we do is this. Ooh, whoa, don't fancy doing that. What's going to happen to me? Nothing. People are going to say, no, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. It's okay. Romans. 
1, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Everyone. Now, how can you believe in something you know nothing about? Right? Josh, I want you to go and come back next week and teach us Russian. All right? Yeah, Josh is looking at me with just absolute ridicule. You know, and, and so it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's a ridiculous statement. But what God's trying to do is to show us exactly what he can do with you. So once, once, once God has revealed to us his salvation, he's now trying to, we've talked about it last week, he's now trying to give us a vision of who we can be in Christ. Not this person who can't do this and I can't do that and I can't say this and I can't say that, but Father, help me just to go and talk about you. Because how is my family going to be saved? Unless I give them the gospel. How is my family going to be the saved unless I show them how much love I've got them? To forgo what I feel like. To go there and just tell them that this is real. And give them a few scriptures and a testimony of, you know, of, of how I was saved. It's so simple. We make it a big deal. <sighs> Did we trust God when we first got saved? We did, because when you were taught about your salvation, you had to trust that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. And you hadn't got a clue what he was going to do with you. But you trusted him. You trusted him to use your tongue. You trusted him, and he, and he spoke in tongues with you. You've prayed in, in situations, and you've trusted him, because in the problems, you've trusted him, and he's seen you through. You cry out to God when you're in desperation. And God has answered you. Not the way you would have thought. But God has answered you. So it's pretty incredible that that God is always there delivering us. All the time. Oh, I can't teach. I can't remember scriptures. I can't go out. I can't go out and knock doors. I can't lift my hands in prayer. Huh. I can't lift my hands in worship. Huh. I can't stay out. I tell you what, my wife has said all them. I had a list. Nine things she told me one morning just before church that she can't do. What did Mark say? Praise God. Hallelujah. And I went and prayed. I said, Father, everyone you're going to change. I believe that in Jesus' name. And guess what? It took me three years. But she changed everyone. Still haven't got her on the doorsteps yet, but we will. Praise the Lord. Oh, oh, absolutely. She's seeing now. She's seeing now. She's seeing other people. Okay? Now, this is the, this is the brilliant bit for me. She's now seeing other people. Go and do it. People who've said they can't. And they are now. Alright? Kevin. Would Kevin have done this years ago? 
I know, I know. And you ought to hear him on the door. You have to drag him off. It's, not, you know, it's amazing. Now, all right, Andrea's done conservative stuff, but it's so different, isn't it? It's so completely different. Ben, ben is just like me. He's bold. He don't mind who he talks to. He doesn't mind what situations he gets into. So that's okay. So God will use that. All right. And so it is important that even those people that, that went out, it's so important. God has delivered you from the fear of just chatting to strangers about Jesus. Because that's what we do. But some of these people are no longer being strangers now. Some of them we spoke to three times. We will get there. Oh, there's a lovely scripture. Don't grow weary in doing good. For in due time, you shall surely reap. Isn't that amazing? We keep going. Surely you shall reap. So no matter what you think about yourself, it is. And don't forget we've trusted God. Since we've come into church, Alan, you've trusted God. You know, you haven't stopped, no matter what's gone on, or all the pressures and everything else. As a single man with lots of other responsibilities, you haven't stopped. Because you still trusted him. Ephesians 1.13 says this, In whom you have trusted that you heard the word, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Isn't that amazing? God sealed this stuff in you. And the only way that you can break that is for you to break it. So it's incredible what he wants to give you. And there's a whole there's a, there's a whole raft of stuff on salvation which I, which I will send to you. But don't forget, don't forget, the end result is 1 Peter 1 9, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Because don't forget, being saved was the easy part, staying saved. <laughs> is the difficult part. And so our actual salvation is being delivered right at the very end when Jesus comes back. That's what we're working to. That's what our faith has got to show. And don't forget, the more you, the more you do, the more you know. Josh, how's your carpentry coming on? Yeah, he, you know, he's probably never used a saw in his life. And then he starts and they teach him, then they give him experience, they send him out, they show him, he makes mistakes, they show him how to put them right, and he gets a better carpenter. And when he gets, when he gets fully qualified, they'll pay him for, for what he's done. Same with the Bible, the same with Jesus. The more that we do and the more that we start to do and the more we learn and the, more and the better experience we get and the more we use, God then rewards us. It's quite a deal. It's simple deal. And you know, I, I, my life has been amazing. You know, and, 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 and whenever you talk to my family, my family will tell you what I've gone through to even to be, be here today. And it's not saying poor Mark. I didn't look at it as poor Mark. I looked at it as well. Well, okay, God. Okay, you see, you know, I'm going to be hated. I didn't expect to be hated by these, but, uh, you know, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm not well liked. And yet, I'll go around the world and people flock. Why? Because they like me. It's just the people that I started with that didn't like me. It's okay. As I, I met one on Saturday, 
uh, sorry, on Friday, and um, he, he goes, oh, 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 hi, 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 Pastor Mark, you know, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing fantastic. And I am. I'm doing fantastic. I, you know, I said, I said, we've started the church. I said, we, he said, oh, how many have you got? I said, what, 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 what does that matter? I said, we started with six. I said, you know, and I said, we're growing them. And we've just got six people going out, knocking on doors on the streets, preaching the gospel. He went, wow. He said, we've never had that many in, in 30 years. Hallelujah. And, and, and I said to him, I said, listen, you're trying to build a church. I'm trying to build the people. I said, Jesus Christ said, I will build my church, not Mark. I'm just a laborer in the field. I'm a worker. I'm being called and ordained by God to make sure that we get people saved. And it's not the us that make them get saved. It's God that gives them saved. But we've got to give them the information and the knowledge to know how to get saved. Pardon? Oh, hallelujah. You see, you just can't get the stuff. <laughs> Doesn't leave it. It's okay. So it's important. It's important that we that we that we do that. So because we're not to be ashamed. We're not to be ashamed of this gospel. We're not to be ashamed of ourselves. Because don't forget, it is God which works in you. It's God that works in you to give you to give you to give to give you the ability to be able to give Him pleasure. And when you give God pleasure, He pours out His pleasure on us. We can't outdo God. We can't outwork. God, we can't outgive him. The more we do, the more he gives us. So, you know, it's so simple, and, and we've got to get that stuck in our head. And this is what God is trying to do. Wherefore, my beloved, is always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. This is Jesus talking to his, 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 his Paul talking to all the people that he's gone. He said, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, come on, we've got to work this out of us. We've got to work all this stuff that we don't like out of us. It's okay. You know, we, we, said, we, we said to everyone, you don't have to go and talk at the door. You come and make the notes, because it's a lot easier when there's two of you. You know, that's what Leslie did. And, also, and you know, Kevin said, Mark, she's talked quite a lot tonight. You know, and that's marvellous. It's not, that's not a bad, that's great. Because all she's doing is training herself... To be able to have the confidence to see that it's not what she first thought. And you've only got to say lovely things. And that's what she did. And then she tells the pastor off for not doing it right. Hallelujah. We need each other, you see. (laughs) We need each other. For it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Amen. We give God pleasure when we do as he wants us to do. Isn't that amazing? Holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, for we have not run in vain, neither will we have laboured in vain. It all gets that reward. Remember this? For the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. That's his mission. That's got to be our mission. And we know that Jesus Christ come to save all of us from our, from our sins. And, we, and, he, and he saved us for what? He saved us that we could help others to be saved. We cry in the flesh, save me, Lord. 
We cry in the spirit today, save me. Save me from all these things that hold me back from your blessings. Isn't that amazing? Okay. Save us from what, Lord? Save us from evil, Father. Save us from unbelief, Lord. Save us from laziness. Save us from lack of prayer. Save us from lack of study, Father. Save us, Father, from false prophets. Save us from false teachers. You said they are there like wolves ready to devour. Save us from our own desires. Save us, Father, from liars and, and, and people that, Father, do not preach your gospel. Save us from our own attitudes, Lord. Save us from our past. Don't let it keep coming back. Save us, Father, when we do have trials and tribulations. Save us from the enemy of our own emotions. So, Father, today, we ask you, Lord, be with us and save us, Father, from all these thoughts and desires that we have that are not of you. Father, you did save us through your Lord Jesus Christ. You gave us forgiveness in our repentance, Father. You taught us what it was. You gave us the gift of the Holy Ghost, Father. You spoke through us in tongues, God. Tongues that that give us rest, Father. Tongues that you are praying through us. Tongues that only you understand, Father. And tongues that build up our most holy faith when we pray in the Spirit. Thank you for saving us in baptism. For that baptism was the final payment for the remission of our sins. And it was done because we we, we recognised the death and the burial and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, which give us the hope eternal, that, Father, we shall never die if we follow you, that we shall be resurrected with you, Father, in the clouds, as Jesus Christ comes back for the second time. And then we shall reign for a thousand years, and then, Father, live with you for eternity. Father, save us, Father, from this world. And all the worldly things that eat away at our faith. Father, you loved, so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son that we might be saved. Father, use us, build us up, increase our faith and let us get somebody for Wednesday, Father. Let us use this day today, one last push. Father, can we put away the worldly things for one day and just go and push, phone them up, implore them, beg them, beseech them. This is real. In Jesus' name, amen.